the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, Hour 2. It's Tuesday, and I always look forward to this segment because even though it's news you can use, we always have a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs. Of course, you know I'm talking about Gary Quackenbush because he's always got his quack in the whack, the wacky news to share with us, and it always just completely cracks me up. And every once in a while, Gary's surprised because I actually will support the whack. And will actually agree with the wacky law. Say what? Because <laughs> I'm surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that wacky. Hello, my dear. Hello. How are you, Andrea? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Did you have a good week since I chatted with you last? Oh my gosh! I saw ten of my twelve grandchildren this weekend. <gasps> First of all, you yeah. have twelve grandchildren. Uh huh. No yeah. wonder you're in shape. Yeah. No wonder you're in That's shape. Right. How, what, what are the ages? Um, the youngest two are, so there's two that are three, then there's three that are five, then there's three girls that are eight, and then there's uh, 10, 12, 14, and 16. Oh, my so gosh. Ages 16 to three. All the different yeah. phases, <laughs> all great ages. Oh, it's so awesome. And just to see their parents kind of tough it out and deal with things, it's really, it's neat. It's a lot of fun. Kind of like, oh, I've seen that happen before. I've seen that. So it's fun. Mm-hmm. So we had a great weekend. We yeah. had to visit a couple of the families up in Lehigh, Utah, and Provo, Utah. And then my daughter has moved to Escondido. So I get to see them quite often now. Well, that it was, it was a fantastic weekend. Well, wonderful. Around people. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So um, do you have some wacky for us tonight? Um, see, I'm like a junkie. I'm like, I need the whack. I need the whack. Well, see, this one, okay, if you... I'm not going to set you up on this one because I'm just thinking because you, you always think you agree with these laws. So this might be one. <laughs> okay. So in, in California now, it's a recently passed law with Governor Newscom, you know, just like crazy stuff. Um, there's a new law in California. It's a pilot program that allows people to collect and eat roadkill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so the thing is funny. It's like, it's, it's, Deer, elk, pronghorn, antelope, or wild pig. If they're killed by a vehicle, you can eat it, <laughs> but, but you have to secure a permit before digging in. And then also, it, you're, you're required to register. <laughs> it's so dumb. Anyway, so apparently people that, you know, somebody that really wants to eat roadkill, they have they have a their own little website so they can register online. Like, oh, quick, quick, quick. We just hit something. Quick, honey, register so we can go eat it. 
<laughs> so it's kind of like the food trucks that will put out like a, an alert, like where, where they're going to be so you can come get the food truck. There's like people out there that will put out an alert. <laughs> Roadkill right. right. spotted on the 56 westbound. That's right. Red light special. There's blood everywhere. Come and get it. Roadkill oh. food trucks? What? <laughs> You better oh, hurry so and bring hard. your little and bring your little portable, you know, grill so you can eat it off the side of the road before somebody comes in and snatches it. Oh my gosh! Absolutely, got to get it fresh. I, the thing is, I just how how do how do we how do laws like this come out about? It's just incredible. It's really crazy. Well, well, part anyway. of what it is when you mentioned that you've got uh, to get a permit, mm-hmm. that means you got to get permission and you got to give them money. So this is just this is just the the you know the libs in my opinion. They're always looking for a way that they can get some money. It's like I know, I, you know, somebody's saying somebody they're in legislative session and somebody's like, hey, you know what? I on the way in today, I I saw a dead a dead possum. Or a dead squirrel in the road. You know what? I bet we could get some money for that. That looked yummy to me. And I bet we could get some money selling this, selling permits to people. Hey, John, can you give me the statistics on how many animals died in vehicle accidents in California last year? And then the number comes in. Wow. We had 20,000 animals killed. 20,000 times 20 bucks per permit. I think we should pass some legislation. We could make, yeah, that's $400,000 of permits we could do in, in one year. We could oh, do my that. gosh. And you know what I also love about this? This isn't Alabama. This isn't Louisiana, Sportsman's Paradise. This is in California where they're selling off access to roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be the land of fruits and nuts, like the crunchies. Uh, where is PETA? No. Where is PETA on this, by the way? Oh, that's funny. No, I, and I, there's got to be. I, I have to look up the real law because I'll bet it has something about And you're not allowed to sell it at a roadside stand. Or yeah, oh, yeah. Like oh, that. yeah. Unless you've got a oh, permit. Are you talking there, about the organization PETA or you want to make PETA's at a roadkill? Oh, oh, P-E-T-A. Yeah, because I always like my meat. I always like my meat in a little in a little between a couple little pieces of bread. So, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. But I I think so. I think the reason you have to have a permit is because you're going to have somebody that goes, you know what? I can make money on this. I'm going to do my roadside, my roadside roadkill food stand. And I'm going to be driving around my truck with this big old pusher bumper on it. And every time I see. Something crossing the road, I'm stomping on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna collect road. But scale. see, that's an additional permit. One permit is just to be able to eat it and scrape it off the road. The other is if you want to sell it and be a proprietor, then you're gonna have to get workers' comp insurance. You're gonna have to, you know, pay mm. all the, di- you know, all mm. the different business licenses. So now you're into all different ways in which the state can make some money. So um, I mean, and then and then we got it. I I vote we do this because we could bring in five hundred thousand dollars a year in revenues. <laughs> I penciled it out right here. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, it. of course, it's business for you because somebody's going to, you know, have to want to put plans in place to protect the asset of the roadkill, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the roadkill stand. So That's you know, right. we got to sure, be thinking. Make sure it's in a. <laughs> make sure it's in a trust. Make sure it's in your trust. That's right. What's the weirdest thing for that? What's the weirdest uh, thing anybody tried to put in a trust? Oh, gosh. Let's see. Weirdest thing yeah. in a trust. Probably, I don't know. I'm trying to think a lot of weird stuff. I mean, just 
I mean, there's a lot of really interesting things. Like, how do you put in? Uh, how do you do royalties? How do you pass them on? And that's probably the the weird. I mean, it's not like bizarre weird, but it's like yeah, royalties. Like, how do you pass on royalties that literally go on into perpetuity? How do you pass them on to your family members? Which is really a funny one. I would think um, that there'd be people that would be like, I got to put this this heirloom in the trust because this this little porcelain thingy over here is worth so much money. I got to make sure it doesn't get, you know, sold off, you know, by 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 somebody. And meanwhile, it's like some junket that somebody picked up at a Stuckey's on the side of the road in Tennessee, you know? (laughs) Well, people will do that with their with their jewelry. Like this came from my my great, great, great grandma. And it's this whole big bucket of jewelry that's probably worth a lot of money. I've seen some like they keep it in the safe deposit box. And you're not allowed to do anything but put it in the safe deposit box. So it goes from, you know, from, you know, woman to woman to woman to woman is, you know, for 15 generations and it's all this jewelry and they add to it. And But you can't wear it. You have to just store it. Just really kind of things like that that were kind of odd to me. Like, well, why, why should you just keep doing that? What if somebody sells it off? Well, then the ancestors will come back and attack her. <laughs> but, What's but the, the point? Things that people do trust, they make trust for is like their animals. Like they want a trust for their dog because they want their dog to have a certain standard of living and make sure there's a certain bed for them and that they eat a certain food. And so they put money aside that's properly invested to, you know, keep this dog going for the next, you know, 10 or 15 years with you know a hundred thousand dollars in in a trust account like specifically drafted for the animal which that's another california law that's really weird well you know trust her an animal well i i you know i i love my boo my little gator but you know i just went to sister and said look can you make sure something happens to me she you know i can trust my sister she's going to take care of gator she's always wanting to steal him anyway um okay now we got (laughs) to get serious in our news you can use um what do you what do you want what's on your your mind tonight that you feel like we got to share with the peeps yeah well part of this is it kind of goes along with this you know kind of in my opinion, kind of like dumb legislative tools where somebody says, hey, I've got a really good idea. Let's do this. Okay, so there's this thing that passed in California probably about five years ago called a life estate deed where they advertised it a bunch and they said, yeah, it's this new thing in California where you create a deed. So it's like mom and dad own this house and then you create that you transfer it to a life estate deed. So it's basically, you know, Gary and Cheryl's house for life and then when Gary and Cheryl are both dead, then it's going to go to Gary and Cheryl's four children named on the, on the life deed. And it sounds like, and it came out, in fact, my, my friend, uh, consumer Bob, Bob Hansen with um, NBC 739, he gave me the article and he said, this is getting a lot of attention. What do you think? And so he had me talk about it um, on, you know, on his news show. And it's like, this is stupid. He says, why is it stupid? It sounds great. You can, I said, because it doesn't account for the 70, 70% chance of incapacity. Mm. You know, when you try to avoid a trust, when you try to avoid that, you're just ignoring the fact that there's a big chance that you won't die. You'll become incapacitated. Yeah. And so like, so the example that we have, this is an actual case that we had. Mom and dad did a life deed. Okay. Dad died. Now mom owns it. Right. And then it says on there, when mom dies, it automatically goes to the kids. You think, okay, that's a great idea. You're rolling the dice that mom's going to die. Well, she didn't. She became incapacitated. All of her money was gone on taking care of her. She didn't have that much money. She just had this house. And now what do you do? Mom's incapacitated. She owns a house. It's in a life deed. There's no, no other documents. So the kids had to go and get a conservatorship over the mom to be able to try to finance the house. And the lender goes, oh, heck no. It's a life deed. 
mm-hmm. it automatically transfers from mom to kid. We can't put a lien on a lift deed because our lien will go away. Your mom's When your mom dies, we have no lien on the property and we won't get paid. So no, you can't borrow any money. So then the kids have to sell her home oh, and pay all the capital gains taxes and stuff to be able to take care of mom. So I just thought, what a dumb idea. And legislation, they put it together thinking, oh, this is the greatest, greatest thing since sliced bread. Aren't we neat? We're such big heroes. We're avoiding trust. Don't try to avoid trust because literally that's a real example, really happened, and it was a disaster. It was a total disaster. So there, there are no shortcuts to doing it right. There just aren't. It's got to be done right. Living trust, um, you know, that's my thing because they really work and we care about people. Why are people trying to take shorts? I mean, shortcuts never work out in life. I mean, just do the right thing. It's, it's you yeah. know, I, I just don't even understand. Although, uh, you know, I guess in the case of that idea, there's always people, too, that are trying to recreate the wheel or come up with something clever, and then they can sell it and, you know, get people on board yeah. with it. Um, but, you know, new and, you know, doesn't, you know, sometimes there's things that just are, you know, I, I'm not thinking about the. I can't think of the right words. Um, sometimes things are tried and true, right? And yeah, there's right. nothing. There's nothing better than than the 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 trust. Mm-hmm. There just isn't. Exactly. And, and here's the thing. Okay, if somebody decided that that's really really what they wanted to do, it has to be part of a complete estate plan. If you're going to do this life estate deed then you've got to have a financial power of attorney with somebody that you can trust that they're not going to just steal your money, which is a question, right? And you have to have, you know, the, the healthcare power of attorney that's got to be done right. You got to have your disability insurance set up. There's a lot of things that you're trying to, you know, the shortcuts, when people do shortcuts, they think that is the only thing they have to do. If you're going to do a shortcut, there's still three other things you have to do. You know, maybe this shortcut would be good in transferring the home. But if you if you're thinking, okay, if we transfer the home directly to the kids, that's good. It avoids, you know, probate and all that and having a trust. However, did we take are we taken care of in, you know, our incapacity? Yes, I've got a million dollars put away in an investment account. And it's got, you know, we have that our kids have power of attorney to be able to manage that account. So there's ways to do it. But when people I find, Andrea, when people shortcut they think that little shortcut is all they need to do, and that's mm-hmm. where they kill themselves. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, don't take any shorts. And, you know, if you're going to bother to deal with and which everybody should, if you're going to you're going to go to the trouble of not trouble, I don't want to use that word. But if you're going to if you want to do the right thing for your family and deal with your property and protect your assets and and and, you know, then then do it the right way. And that means that means going to somebody like yourself. We've already talked about these um, websites that supposedly make it easy. And, and and they're actually not easy. They're not any easier than meeting with an attorney. I don't know why anybody would think they would be. You got that, you know, you've got to fill out all these forms and do all this stuff and spend money and then it's not even done right. Yeah. And and if it's done, I mean, if I do it and I do it wrong, I have to pay a lot of money every year for insurance. Yeah. You know, I have insurance, so if it doesn't get done right, I have insurance that'll cover it. If you do it wrong on your own, you know, you mess it up for your kids. There's, there's no way to, there's no way to recover. It's just, it's lost money. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just lost assets. I don't know. There's just no shortcut. There really isn't. And that, that's because we like helping people. We want to keep the family together. And what, you know, I was saying on my show today, 
I really hate it when after parents die, the kids are fighting and then Mm. the relationship they have with their siblings is just destroyed partly because it's such a mess and they fight over it. Yeah. And it's so avoidable. And it's so avoidable. I mean, that that doesn't mean, though, that there's not. I mean, I guess there could still be scenarios when a parent has done the right thing and put it in the trust. And even if they've hired a professional trustee to manage it, it doesn't mean that there can't still be hurt feelings or, um, you know, if if they, you know, there, there can still be it's tough enough when you lose a parent. There can still be challenges between the siblings when it's done right. And then when it's done wrong, it just makes everything a thousand times worse. Exactly. You just got to do the best you can. And you know you need to trust. Get one. And get it done in the right way. And that's with Gary Quackenbush. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. 855-500-TRUST. Do you have, a, do you have an address for your roadside roadkill stand? Where, can they GQ find you there? GQLaw.com. Okay. Yeah, GQLaw.com. It's a roadkill. Roadkill stand. GQLaw.com. Get my free book. Okay. Get a consultation with me for free. Does it have recipes for eating the roadkill? I think that's his up and coming. <laughs> yeah. 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 Some, yeah. Some some of those are provided by Andrea. We got to Andrea's roadkill recipes there. All right, my dear. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Okay. Try to be good. Have fun. I will. Okay, Thanks, bye. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, wacky law so far. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Enough of the laughs. We got to get serious. There's major stuff happening. Tomorrow there's going to be a press conference from James Comer and Grassley about Hunter Biden and we're going to talk about that week back. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. So tomorrow there's supposed to be a huge... Big press conference with James Comer and Chuck Grassley, who are the head of the um, one of the committees that's investigating. I believe it's the I don't remember the name of the committee. It's not the weaponization. Jim Jordan's over that one. Um, But it could be that committee. Anyway, they're investigating Hunter Biden. And James Comer has been looking at Hunter Biden for years and actually found that there was over 150 uh, suspicious activity reports on Hunter Biden, and uh, they it, they reported last week that there was a whistleblower. We talked about it on last night's show. There was a whistleblower that has come came forth actually in 2018 to the Department of Justice instead of them investigating the the whistleblower's allegations that he had proof that Joe Biden was on the take was selling off influence and taking bribes for policy discussions. They investigated him, not the allegations. So um, James Comer says he actually has the form, the document that shows it and the emails and that he he actually came out and said that he wanted the Department of Justice to hold off on any indictments against Hunter Biden until his press conference on Wednesday. A lot of people are starting to say, why? Why would you, you know, why would you ask to hold off on indictments? And, you know, people are so disappointed because how many times have we thought that there was going to be indictments? How many times we heard that there was a smoking gun coming and then nothing ever happens, right? So people are starting to question James Comer and as to whether or not there's really any there there. I believe that there is. I think the problem is, is that 
even when we had Trump in office, the Department of Justice is so corrupt, the FBI is so corrupt that the likelihood of any indictments related to this and supposedly what they're going to come forth tomorrow is is um, bigger than Hunter Biden and even Joe Biden. It's the entire family. Um, I, I don't believe that the Biden family or anybody in it. I believe that there will be indictments of Hunter on low level beefs. I think that there will be backroom deals for Joe Biden to push him out. And I've been saying that for a long time. But that's what is expected in tomorrow's press conference. And a lot of people are saying, well, why would you wait until Wednesday? Why wouldn't you just go ahead and come out and do the press conference now? I don't know if it's because um, they're gathering more evidence. I don't know if it's because they're trying to work behind the scenes to make sure that they've got an entire you know, Republican Party to back them up. Um, because, you know, Mitch, where's Mitch McConnell been? Has he issued any statements on any of this, Skins? No, of course he hasn't. We haven't heard peep from Mitch McConnell or really anybody in the Senate about this since this these allegations came forth. So um, do you think that there will, I don't think that there will be indictments and I don't, I, at all. First of all, there's, you know, we, we couldn't get Hillary Clinton indicted when she blatantly violated the Espionage Act and committed 35,000 felonies for every email that she deleted that was government property under subpoena was a felony. The people that in the FBI, the Strzok's, the Pages, the Sussmans, the Kleinsmiths, none of them spent a day in jail. Kleinsmith and Sussman, Kleinsmith was the one who falsified the FISA warrant application, Still has his law license. We we still have two sets of laws. I, you know, I, I will believe it when I see it. I think it's good for the American people to see the corruption that's going on. Um, but I, I, I will believe it when I see it that there's going to be any accountability. Your thoughts, Skins? Nothing else to say. Yeah. Oftentimes you just say it and that's just the way it is. What do you think about the email from the listener? I didn't have a chance because we went straight from... Um, you know, into, you know, Gary didn't have a chance to get into it. But what do you think about the email from the listener about a civilian border force? I, I think that's a deep issue. I think it's something that I have to think about. Yeah, I agree. I have to think about the rule of law. I have to think about potential consequences from that. I, have to I mean, think I can of- see where it would be a service, but it, it it's not going to be that simple. Didn't we already have something like that? Didn't we have the Minutemen? That were down there on the border. Let me read this again. And what he's suggesting. Um, privately funded with give, send, go. Of course, any private you know accounts like that, they would take down to try to stop the funding from it. Um, cover training salaries necessary to secure our chaotic border. I, 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 I like the idea, but we couldn't even get military allowed to, to stand in front of schools armed to protect children. I just think that the federal government would come in and arrest them. And, you know, you know, if they were armed, how would how would a civilian force be able to stop them from coming across? The only way that you can repel would be to if you had if you could repel them or tell them, don't come across. I'm going to put a bullet between your between your eyes. 
I got to ponder this, though, because we've got to start thinking about how we can take our country back. We certainly can't count on our elected officials. I mean, Andy Biggs, you know, was is there's there's like four, four Congress people. And I get so many emails from people afterwards like, yeah, but what's he doing about it? What's he doing about it? Well, the problem is as much as he can. Yeah. I mean, when you're only uh, when you're there's only four of you that are true conservatives. Not a whole lot. I mean, when you take something to the Freedom Caucus and they don't sign on board, you got problems. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. Let me guys, let us know what you think about this civilian border force. 888-344-1170. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Don't forget, we got a 24-hour comment line if there's anything you want to share with us, but you don't want to go live on air. 844-814-5227. Did we save the best topic for last? We might have. This made my day. Yeah. Um, okay. So big announcement from Tucker. Lots of speculation as to where Tucker was going to go. Uh, after leaving Fox, well, he actually put a video out on Twitter, uh, Clip nine. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have, but that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. Mm -hmm. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. 
Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things, too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. Wow, interesting. Um, this is the second time I've listened to, to it. I think it's a brilliant move uh, to go to Twitter. I think for a variety of reasons. I think that first and foremost, they are not. He's got a, a, a contract dispute going on with Fox. He has shortly after this video went out today. He and his attorneys filed a lawsuit against Fox for breach of contract. And he's trying to get out of the contract because he doesn't want to be kept silent for 24 months. Some people are saying that the Twitter move was really just a negotiating tool to try to get back to Fox. Um, I think that's an interesting idea. What do you think about that? Do you think it? No, he's done with Fox. I think he's done with Fox, too. I think that I think there's plenty of things he's wanted to say and he can't say them under the Fox umbrella. And I think he's had enough. Well, I also think that if he went back to Fox, he would be so damaged personally. I don't think I think he's smarter than that. Yeah, I think he's I think he's it now he's got more followers now than he did at Fox. Because he's a martyr now. He's a martyr for the First Amendment cause. So he, he can't go back to Fox at this point. Well, in both videos, too, without even mentioning Fox, he has called them out. Yeah. So he's going to and, and – and, and the followers and the listeners know that. So I don't think it's that. I think that – I think that that he chose Twitter because he does have a contract as of right now. He's filed suit. He says that they, they are, are – he's suing them for breach of contract um, because, um, he, you know, he's, he wants to be able to, con- to start his show up again. I think choosing Twitter – is easier for him because if he's going to file this lawsuit saying, look, I'm not the one in breach of contract. They are. They made these promises. They didn't own up to the promises. They told me one of the things in the lawsuit is that they part of their negotiations that in good faith was that they, they were not going to tell the public that part of the conditions of him, you know, leaving would be this, I guess, was in the 11th hours that um, that it had anything to do with Dominion. Then they said it was related to Dominion. He's also um, saying, in, in, you know, part of their breach of contract is in, in negotiations is, you know, that there's Irene Briganti woman has been leaking videos to try to try to hurt and damage him going forward. Um, so I think that Twitter is an interesting choice because it's not, what's he going to do? Go to Newsmax? It just doesn't make I don't see him at Newsmax. Is he going to go to One America? I, I think he's got to do something different, something out of the box. And Twitter needs to do something different because, quite frankly, they're, you know, they're, they're struggling. Where I disagree with him a little bit is he says, you know, Twitter isn't partisan. Everybody's welcome there. There's still people that are shadow banned and people don't have their accounts. So, but I think it's the smart move for him. And I think Elon Musk has deep enough pockets. I think it's a good step for both him and Twitter in the right direction. Yeah. And it expands, um, you know, it, it's just another ding against Fox. And it's it's another Twitter is there's um, so much great content that flows on Twitter. So many great conservatives still there. Um, it just really takes that site and just in because a lot of people are like Twitter and Rumble. You can combine Twitter. Uh, he can do he can do a lot of stuff on Twitter, and then he could put his videos on Rumble. This would give him the opportunity to do both. And Rumble's an upstart. Twitter has you know is still I think number one in social media. 
So to me, it's the smart thing to do. And Elon Musk has the pocketbook to pay him. They probably have some kind of negotiations in terms of him having some ownership stake. Um, I think it's a brilliant move for him. Well, we've all think about it like this, too. I thought, Andrea, we, you know, Trump reinstated still hasn't made the move on Twitter. It's still doing the truth social thing. And for as big a following as Trump had, I think Tucker's actually going to be more popular on Twitter than he was at Fox News. Yeah, and I think that um, truth social is is too much. I feel like I should go over there, but, you know, I, I just feel like it's a little... It's an echo chamber. It's too much an echo chamber. Here's RFK Jr., with an with an interesting tweet, what tweet <laughs> clip? Once again, saying some things that I wish I heard more from the Republican Party. Clip six. There's never been a uh, a time in history when the good guys were the people who were censoring books and censoring information. And throughout COVID, the media took on this responsibility of uh, of uh, basically lying to the public about public health issues in order to get them to follow a certain policy, which the media believed in, apparently, which were lockdowns, mass, um, you know, the the forced vaccination, etc. And now it's clear that those policies were not beneficial to public health. Um, But, you know, uh, I think the media got into this, this posture of censorship, and it's hard for them to relinquish it. Yeah. By the way, I haven't heard DeSantis make those kinds of comments. So, you know, Trump is. We're going to take a break. We come back. What do you guys think about, uh, uh, are you going to, if you don't have a Twitter account, are you going to go up and, and open up a Twitter account so I'm you can watch I'm not going to lie. I've, I've thought about it now. Yeah. 888-344-1170. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, so uh, evidently there was a fundraiser. There was a, you know, we used to have telethons, remember, for muscular dystrophy and uh, telethons for, you know, a variety of different, you know, crises and problems and issues to raise money. Well, apparently there was a drag queen. <laughs> Um, the drag isn't dangerous telethon. Did you even know about this? Dra- I didn't even know about this. What what did this air on? Did did somebody revive uh, the uh, the what was uh Wayne's World? Did somebody revive Wayne's Wayne's World from the basement? Is that where they did this drag? Oh, show I don't t- know. I think Wayne's World is too classy for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so anyway, here was, I think this is where uh, singer Adam Lambert, who nobody remembers since American Idol, um, is, is, I think this is where he performed this little ditty. Um, is he singing here? Um, he's defending the right of drag queens to perform in front of children. Maybe people need to hide their children from Adam Lambert. Clip four. Drag is an amazing way to... To, to bring light to the world. And these lawmakers are terrified of just how brightly we're shining. They're using children as an excuse to take one more thing away from us. Well, they're clearly threatened that we are living our truth, that we aren't apologizing for it anymore. And using the children as th- this tool against us 
it doesn't make any sense. If they cared about children, they would care about all children. Okay, I have no idea what he is yammering about there. First of all, us is he a drag queen? Is is that what he's is that what he's saying here? And drag queens just they just brings light into the world. Ten years ago, what nobody talking about drag queens? Suddenly they're heroes. Suddenly they're superheroes. Uh, and and are you going to watch the next Marvel superhero movie uh, with drag queens as the superheroes? No, that would be a no. That's what's coming. That's literally what they're doing and twisting themselves. And as for children, explain to me why children need to see grown men in thongs gyrating around them. There's no explanation. They don't, period. They don't. This is adult entertainment, if you can call it entertainment. And there's no justification for it. And you're a pervert if you're pushing it for children. And there's too many viral videos out there showing children being gyrated on and touched by drag queens. There's too many viral videos of little children performing like drag queens for money. It's disgusting and it's perverted. But I better be quiet because Charlize Theron has made some threats against people like me. Are you scared of Charlize Theron? No, but apparently she's on the she's on the path. She's uh, going to take people down. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think if, if you're trying to be, when was the last movie she did? Does anybody remember the last? Uh, she was movie never she, one of my favorites, anyway. No, I don't remember the last time this woman did a movie. The last movie I remember her doing was when she played Eileen Warnos, and which was a true story of a serial killer. Because y'all know I know all the serial killer stories, right? <laughs> and I thought she did a decent job um, playing that story. Um, but you know, she's—I've never been a fan of hers. I can't even tell you any other movie she's been in besides when she played Eileen Warnos. And did you even see that? Do you even know who Eileen Warnos is? No, and no. Okay. <laughs> um, she's so irrelevant that I think that this is a play for her to get some relevance. However, she does have a child that is, quote, trans. Here's what she has a, a transgender daughter. Um, and she's long been a supporter of LBGTQ rights. Um, she appeared with a group of friends in a pre-taped segment, I guess, as part of that um, drag telethon and she said we love you queens we're in your quarter at cor- corner and we've got you and I will blank anybody up who's trying to blank um, with anything with you guys um, there are so many things hurting and really killing our kids and we all know what I'm talking about right now and it ain't no drag queen um, because if you've ever seen a drag queen lip sync for her life it only makes you happier it only makes you love more it makes you a better person <laughs> Uh, you want to know who's killing children? Trans terrorist. Where's the Where's the manifesto? Tennessee police, Memphis PD. Where's the manifesto? Charlize went on to say. Uh, she did a She did a tweet. Oh, uh, oh, I guess she was part of a program. Drag isn't dangerous. That's what it was. The drag is in dangerous telethon raising. It delivered more than it. Ra- it was a four hour live stream event. It raised more than five hundred thousand dollars. That's all these people were able to raise five hundred grand. All these celebrities for four hours. That's all they were able to pull in. 
from 5,000 donors? We're a nation of 330 people. That's all you got. I'm going to quickly go to the phones. We've got two minutes left. Edward from San Diego is on the line. Hey, Edward, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I just want to mention that uh, yeah, I was kicked off Twitter um, uh, a few years back, and then um, when Elon Musk took over, I was uh, reinstated. But after I started talking about Dominion, uh, something happened, and I think I was hacked. I don't know who got into my account, but they started posting things that got me kicked out of Twitter again. And I sent something to um, the IT people saying, hey, look, you know, that wasn't me. Somebody hacked my account and started posting these things. And they still gave me the restrictions. And uh, uh, I'm still restricted today. But uh, I believe it was because I actually bringing up Dominion and uh, how, uh, <clears throat> I guess, uh, DeSantis and uh, Dr. Shiva are going at it because uh, Dr. Shiva and Mike Lindell believe DeSantis uh, are friends with the people at Dominion. Well, but, look, uh, you I should be able to say whatever, excuse me for interrupting, Edward, you should be able to say whatever you want to say, free speech, and that's what Tucker's oh. thing was all about, free speech. You should be able to say whatever you want to say about Dominion, and today I went to tweet, I, I had all these DeSantis people attacking me simply for asking, you know, for them to explain to me how it's an automatic lock that he was going to win the general, and when I responded calling somebody a moron, I had, a, I had a notice come up that asked me, are you sure you want to tweet that? You know, so I, I'm not really necessarily on board with Twitter. I'm on board with Tucker. So I will say that. Edward, thank you for calling. I appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. Take good no care. Problem. Yeah, so Twitter is still not the free bastion of free speech social media site. That's for yeah, sure. Like I, the, the Tucker thing is a great step in the in the right direction, but there's still lots of work to do. Absolutely, we got lots of work to do. Tomorrow's Hump Day. I'm going to be watching that press conference with James Comer and Grassley to see what the breaking news is that they've got on Hunter. Uh, that, of course, Dave Elhoff will be here, financial thought doctor. So you're going to want to stay tuned as we continue to cover the debt ceiling crisis and the latest economic news. You can keep the conversation rolling 24 hours a day on our hotline, 844-814-5227. Email me at andreakshow.com. Download the podcast if you miss any show. And we love you all. Thanks for tuning in. And we will be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.